So I, I thought tonight we'd try something different. Um, I, don't, I don't know what Dan did last week, so I thought we'd try this tonight. I want you to imagine that you are in 1971. Yeah, I'll, I'll date myself. I was minus one years old. So it's hard for me. I, I don't really remember 71. And I want you to, to see this. There's a piano... And there is a, a woman and a man behind the piano. And the woman is playing. The man has a cigar. And you hear this. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. See, that's the best one because I can't sing. <laughs> Guys like us, we had, you can join in, had it made. Those were the days. Should I keep going? There's two more verses. Sermon gets shorter if I don't. That, of course, was the intro song to a popular TV show called All in the Family. Ran from 1971 to 1979. And interestingly enough, on the top 100 TV shows of all time, one episode made number 13. If you're really bored this week, you have all your Christmas stuff done, uh, just look up on YouTube, All in the Family, and look up Sammy. It's the episode where Sammy Davis Jr. visits Archie Bunker's house. Yeah. And if you watch that, you will be appalled (laughs) at what was acceptable at that time. Now, if if you watch the show... I'm going to quiz you today. I'm going to ask you some some really simple things. What did he always call Edith? It was very rarely Edith. Once in a while he would say that. What did he call her? Anybody know? Dingbat. True affection of love, right? True sign of love. His daughter, Gloria. What did he call Gloria? Rarely Gloria. Always his little girl, (laughs) right? Little girl. And of course the best one ever. I didn't even say Michael yet. Come on, don't ruin it. Michael? The meathead. The meathead. Nothing more affectionate than that. So it's interesting because today I was was watching episode 13 and I came to this realization, family is embarrassing. Right? I, I believe there's, there's two kinds of people out there, right? There's people who get together with family, and this is what it is, because you love your family, you're excited to spend time with your family, or you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and like, you want a front row seat as the show unfolds. But the truth is, for a lot of us, and I just want you to think about this for a second, A lot of us have that one family member that when we, and some of you right now, you already know where I'm going because you already have that family member in your mind, that when you think of that family member, you're like this. Oh. Or you're kind of like when I watched All in the Family today where you kind of see Archie Bunker and you just feel bad for him. It's embarrassing. And right now, by the way, just so you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't have any family members like that, Ski. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the family member. (laughs) Just so we know. 
just so we're really clear. And I think it's interesting that, that in our lives, now, now if you're, I, I hate to use this term, if you're normal, you try to hide that crazy family member, right? You, you, don't, you don't brag about that family member. So, for example, some of you know me, right? Um, some of you know me better than others. But, like, if I were meeting you for the first time, right, I would never walk up and say, Hi, my name's Ski. I have three brothers, the middle of which is currently in jail for domestic and selling drugs. Because you kind of go like this. Oh, yeah, yes. It's embarrassing. Family members are embarrassing. And what's interesting is this. Our Savior, as we prepare for his birth and Christmas, he actually very clearly lays out some pretty embarrassing family members. If you look at, if you look at the, the text we have, Matthew chapter 1, I'm just wondering, just like just a quick question, how many of you, your favorite thing to do in the church, in Bible study, is just to sit down and read genealogies? Like that you, you, come, you come home, like after work, after a hard day, and you're like, man, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to book through like four chapters of names. It's awesome. I can't wait. I, I don't do that ever, right? And yet Matthew chapter 1 that lays out the family line of Jesus, I think is one of the most interesting and most intriguing things. So I'm a visual person, so I want you to just think about this this way for a second. Can you imagine a family dinner where all of this line that we have, I pulled selected verses from Matthew chapter 1, is sitting down at a table? And the question you have to ask as you look at this is this. Which family member is the most embarrassing? For you, for Jesus. And and let's just look. Notice, Abraham was the father of Isaac. It starts really good, right? You're like, oh, that's really cool. Can you imagine the talk around the table? Hey, look, there's Uncle Abe. Remember that time he thought God spoke to him? He took his kid and was going to kill him? (laughs) Yeah, a a ram magically appeared. Cuckoo. Crazy Uncle Abe, right? It gets better, right? If you notice, Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, and you see something really rare here, whose mother was Tamar. How many genealogies do you see women named? Anybody know? Let's, let's, let's test how the pastor's doing. Anybody know the crazy thing with Tamar? What's the relation to Judah? Go ahead, don't, just say it, it's Okay. Daughter-in-law. So let's say we got kooky and we have incest. That's a great two verses right there. Right? Gets better. Look. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was? And we know that she had a successful business. (laughs) Right? She had like a little shop. Right? No, she was a prostitute. She was a prostitute. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Ruth. Anybody know anything about Ruth? Foreigner. 
alien. So it's interesting, if you, if you Wikipedia All in the Family, and you bring up all of the chari- characters in All in the Family, and you look, one of the things they make huge reference to is the meathead, Michael. One of the reasons Archie Bunker didn't like him is he was a Polish Slav. He was not pure. <laughs> he was a foreigner. You, you, you look at that list, and you got to think to yourself, man, if I'm Ruth, I'm sitting pretty good. <laughs> right? It keeps going. We're going to come back to Ruth in a second. It keeps going. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Next week, Pastor App's going to talk, but let's just be really clear. David, he had some dirty laundry, didn't he? Right? He was a... Before he murdered, he was a adulterer, murderer, right? Man. The guy whose heart was after God, right? Whose mother had been Uriah's wife, another woman. Dirty laundry's out there. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. So I, I love this. So let's look at what we got. We've got, we've got the kook. We've got incest. We've got the prostitute. We've got the alien. <laughs> we've got the adulterer and murderer. Oh, yeah, and then we have the virgin. <laughs> I bet family dinners are awesome. <laughs> See, and this is the beautiful thing. If, if you don't remember anything tonight, if you don't remember anything, you, you leave here tonight, I want you to see the most important thing in Matthew chapter 1. And, and I, I don't, I, I, if in, in my church, we write stuff down because I believe if you see it and you think it and you write it, it's really good. And this is the most important thing in Matthew chapter 1. Jesus came from a line of sinners to save sinners. Jesus came from a line of sinners to save sinners. See, he, he recognizes that all of these things are the exact reason that he came. Right? Right, right now, probably some of you are, are, are getting ready for Christmas, and, and you have, I would say, one of two emotions that are, are coursing through your heart, that are, are going through your mind, and that is this. Christmas is going to be awesome because I'm going to be with family. I'm not going to ask you to put hands up. Or you're thinking, Christmas is going to be stressful because I'm going to be with family. (laughs) Right? And Jesus says this, the crazy family that you have, they're important to me. Look at at my crazy family, he says. (laughs) Right? Think about this. We try to hide crazy stuff in our family. Jesus boasts about it. (laughs) Why? Because that's why he came. See, I think sometimes people think this, right? They 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 look at the church and they, they look at Jesus, and they think things like this. I can't come in here. I can't come into contact with Jesus. I can't have a relationship with Jesus until I have everything fixed. That's crazy stuff. Jesus fixes that. He came from sinners to save sinners. 
Ruth is, is a great story. Um, after you do your homework this week of watching um, the Sammy Davis episode of All in the Family, <laughs> and you're going to need something uplifting and something good, spend, four, spend a little time reading the four chapters of Ruth and see this, this beautiful picture of a foreigner. Beautiful picture of a, a, a foreigner that a man falls in love with, and he's a good man, which is, which is pretty interesting, right? Because as you read Ruth and if you, you, you do your, your homework, you see that Boaz cares for someone that maybe everybody else kind of looks down at. Do you think Boaz's mom had anything to do with how he was raised? My, my last church I was at, I had an assistant. Uh, her name is Leslie. And uh, right after she started working for me, um, she and her husband found out they were going to be pregnant. Uh, they were pregnant. They weren't going to be. They were. <laughs> That's a bad one there. Yeah, they were. And uh, we started a Ruth series, and I made an offhanded joke in the, the service one time that said, when the baby's born, you should name him Boaz. And guess what? They could not think of another name. And when this little boy was born, they named him Boaz. <laughs> and this morning, I was, I was uh, going to, to the gym, and Leslie called me, and she said, Ski, I have to tell you this story. I haven't even told Jeff this yet. It's Slayer. She said, I was picking up something um, for, for the Christmas service for the core, and Boaz was with me, and we went in, and it was taking longer, and Boaz starts chatting all these people up, and he says this. The lady says, what's your name? And he goes, Boaz. <laughs> and she goes, what? And he goes, Boaz. And she looks, she goes, what is your name? <laughs> Boaz! And she turns and looks at the mom and she says, it's Boaz. And he goes, it's in the Bible. He's a good man. He's in heaven right now. I'll see him one day. Boaz was a good man. He he serves as a, a kinsman redeemer. He loves a foreigner. He loves someone that by all standards shouldn't be loved. Remember, she, she goes around, she picks up the scraps, right? Loves her. Jesus does that with us. See, I, I love the foreigner concept, right? I love the foreigner concept because it's such a great picture. Because, let, let's just be really simple tonight. Jesus good or Jesus bad? Okay. Whew, whew. Sermon was going to get really long. <laughs> He's good. Right? In fact, we would say good not as we understand good, but as God understands good, perfect, without sin, holy. Right? Us. Family. I didn't even say that yet. You're jumping ahead. Easy, easy. Good or bad? Bad. I was listening to a guy today in my devotion that was talking about standing in the, in the presence of God. And he said, do you realize if you stood in the presence of God, your retinas would melt and you would die. That's what he, that, that's what he used. I, I'm foreign to that. Even the, the good I experience in this world most times is tainted with sin. Motives, selfishness, my, my wife's here tonight, so even the good I do sometimes is tainted with motives <laughs> and sin. I am a foreigner to good. But what does Jesus do? Jesus says this, I came from sinners. 
to save sinners. And I make you good. See, this stuff reminds us the power of Jesus. It reminds us of the very reason in which He came to welcome us into His family to celebrate the gift, Him, that He gives for us. That He lays His life down. That He takes it up. And then He presents us with this incredible thing called eternal life. Family's crazy. I, I, I hope that tonight, when you, you leave tonight... Um, I, I, I talked about family, by the way, this weekend. And it's really, I got to share this story. It's really good. I talked about family this weekend, and I had a prospect in church. And I was talking, I said the line, like I said to you, if, if you don't have that family member, then you're that family member. And he, I met with him last night for bit class, and he says, Pastor, I just want you to know, I went home and I called my sister and I said, so I learned something in church today. I'm that family member. <laughs> right? And I thought that was great because guess what? We all are. We all are. And as we, we get ready to celebrate Christmas, again, the third anxiety maybe is, is we get gifts and stuff, right? Do we have the right gift? Do we have the best gift? The perfect gift? It's right there. Because this is the thing. Jesus welcomes us into his family. And that's crazy. Right? Because some of you probably when you were going through this, you were thinking things like this. Well, maybe I thought about killing my kids sometimes. Never did it. Uh, Jesus says if you thought it, it's the same. Well, haven't ever maybe actually committed adultery. Thought it. Jesus says, I wash it away. Maybe you thought, I'm not a foreigner. When in actuality, when you stand in front of the mirror, God's word, you are. But he takes and says, I bring you close. I throw my arms around you and I give you my name. My, my hope for you this evening is this, that when, when, when you leave here, that, that you are, even though you may have anxiety about your family, that you talk to your Savior and you recognize that he, here it is, even loves that crazy family member. <laughs> if it's not you, <laughs> right? And that as we go into these holidays, that, that you celebrate the love that he has. We don't look and we don't judge our, our family members, but rather we celebrate the love that he's shown us. And we reflect that incredible love to our family members. We ask for his help in this, in Jesus' name, amen.